you've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another bonus episode of Horror Movie Night. This week, I am talking to Felissa Rose. You know her as Angela from Sleepaway Camp. Uh, but she is the star of the new movie, Camp Twilight. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I have a couple quick little personal anecdotes. Um, so, before I had a full-fledged podcast with Scott and Brian, um, I was just a struggling wannabe podcaster living out in Los Angeles, and there was a new convention coming to L.A. called Kamikaze, and I, <laughs> and I said, I'd like to do a panel about women in horror, with Felissa Rose, is that doable? And they said, absolutely it is. And we, you were the main guest on the first thing I ever paneled in front of a live audience. Aw, that sounds so fun. I remembered it was amazing. And I'm thrilled that you, um, you know, you were the, the moderator and you approached me. That was fantastic. I love that convention. There was many moons ago. Many moons, but our paths have crossed so many times because you know now I'm back out here in Philadelphia and I've seen you at you know we we all enjoyed some karaoke yeah. at Pop Rock and Horror last year. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, in a post-COVID world, we can get back to a Pop Rock and Horror Part Two. But you know, you have been you are what I would literally say is the the queen of the horror conventions, um, <laughs> and not. <laughs> And, and I mean that in the kindest, not just like, oh, you go to a lot of horror conventions, but like you, you are someone who, when you're at the convention, it shows how much you love being there and love being around people and just are this ball of energy and excitement at all times. Uh, you make conventions worth going to. Ah, 
on that, I appreciate that so much. And, and the real reason I love being at the conventions is because I do love, I love people. I love connecting with people. I love hearing their stories about how, you know, their favorite horror movies or because I'm a fan myself. So it's always fun to connect on that level. And a lot of these films are sentimental to all of us from childhood. So we really, they resonate with us up to our adult lives where we just kind of tell the stories about how much they helped us in certain ways or they, you know, they changed our lives in, in many different ways. So it's always amazing to me when I make some of my greatest friends from being on the convention scene. I really, I really mean that. In fact, right now I'm driving with my best friend, Austin, who I met six years ago with Days of the Dead Atlanta, and we just met at the convention, two people, and now he moved out to L.A., and, and we, uh, we're super close. So it's, it's incredible what these conventions have done for us. Well, and you're one of those people who everyone wants to meet because Sleepaway Camp, as a film, is like one of those films that, that walks this awesome line of it's so campy, and there's moments where it's just like pure cheese, and you know people will throw out the like so bad it's good category, but it's also a really well-made, well-crafted script with good scares and a brilliant twist, so you kind of get the best of both worlds with it. And there's not a lot of movies like that. Aw, thank you. It's a, look, exactly. I mean, that's what Sleepaway Camp is the epitome of cheese and the short shorts. I mean, I actually feel like we get a lot of great comedy from it. So it's 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 that kind of film where, yes, it's in the horror category with some great death scenes. But it's also a wonderful revenge story. I feel like the bullying aspect definitely... Um, I, I, I think, I know for myself, it's, um, it's something that's been part of my life and other people who I speak with, so we all kind of um, feel for the character. Now, obviously, Camp Twilight has a lot of inspiration from that era of film, from that 80s slasher movie. Uh, and it plays up when I watched it today, I, I had to laugh and think, man, there's a lot of things about this that feels like it could have in a in a different time period where they would just slap a movie title with with a number after it. Like if this was made in the 90s, I could see someone being saying just slap a sleepaway camp five on that thing and put it out because it's got a lot of that vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I feel that, and, and we were definitely very deliberate in putting some of that energy and kind of campiness, very cheesy, the twist, the teenagers, camp, that's all in Camp Twilight, for sure. <laughs> and is that what, did that draw you into it, kind of, it feeling almost like an homage to, to the, you know, the film that you made your name in? I think so. I mean, when Rick Finkelstein, who's the head of um, Entertainment Factory, and Brandon Amalak came to me with the script, and we kind of reworked it, there was definitely the notion that, you know, it's the camp movie, there's these teenagers, let's really hire, like, these were legitimate teenagers, they were like 16. It was that same um, feel, and I was all for it, because, you know, let's face it, that's that's my happy place. That's my childhood. That's where I, I, I'm so super grateful for Sleepaway Camp and that I have a career and I always have a personal life because my husband was the biggest fan. So everything in my life I, is because of Sleepaway Camp. So why not kind of put some of 
sprinkle it into the you know the horror movies that I'm making today. And I do want to ask you about Sleepaway Camp in the sense of I feel like it was one of those movies that kind of sat in obscurity for a long time and then just out of nowhere it like reemerged as this golden movie. Um, do you remember when the big change up was where suddenly it was this movie that everybody was talking about and people wanted to go see midnight screenings of and, you know, there's documentaries about it and it's popping up in films like Going to Pieces, you know, the rise and fall of the slasher movie. Yeah, oh, my favorite slasher doc for sure. I mean, that's just like one of my favorite films um, on horror movies. Yeah, I would say definitely when the internet came about and people started dedicating websites, and then Sangoria did their 2001 um, Sleepaway Camp reunion, so we sort of all resurfaced, both the cast and the director, um, and when we were there, we could not believe how many people um, you know, came to see us. We did feel like we were in a, you know, that film that just had never been seen before but apparently people did see it and it was sort of like you know people were coming out saying i like this film i like this film this film's crazy this film me you know um i watched when i was so little and and so all of a sudden i realized wow people remember it and then i started doing the conventions and directors started hiring me because of my you know having been in sleepaway camp and they liked it and they were maybe a fan of it so that's really, it was really the early 2000s that things changed. And Sweetboy Camp was recognized as, oh, it is one of those 80s films that people remember. Yeah, I think it falls into a similar bucket with, you know, we've heard this story before with, you know, Troll 2 or Monster Squad. These movies where, like, the, oh, yeah. you know, the stars of the movie just assumed that no one was going to remember the movie. It bombed at the box office. It was going to be forgotten. And then the age of the internet comes around and all of these people who thought that they had these singular experiences with these movies because no one that lived around them had ever heard of it suddenly find this whole community of people that also felt like they were having a singular experience with a movie. And I think that that's such a cool way for these movies to get this whole new life. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I see it with so many, like Mad Men and a lot of the films that, um, you know, don't go in the woods that maybe had been forgotten really between the, the internet and social media, let's face it, has completely changed the face of movies from the past. I mean, we can now watch them on all the platforms. We can, you know, certainly talk about them. They can dedicate websites. So I think we're in an era now where, anything's possible you make a movie back in the day and it's it's uh it's at the forefront of everyone's mind and we we have these screenings and conventions um have, have celebrated them so it's just been a marvelous time for horror movies both back in the day and now all of the new ones that are coming out well and now we have like these companies like scream factory and vinegar syndrome oh, where yeah. we're like movies that i if you had told me that cursed jaws <laughs> Or Cruel Jaws was going to be available on Blu-ray one day, I'd call you crazy. And like, now it's out there. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, it's true. Even Silent Madness, I mean, I just watched it on VHS, and my girlfriend, Catherine Kami, from Sleepaway Camp is in it, and I'm like, how come that never got, like, a DVD or, you know, even Blu-ray, what have you? And she's like, oh, just wait. (laughs) Which I just did. Uh, But, yeah, so I love the old movies, and I still love watching Dolls, and there are a lot of films that I watch on VHS. I just love the grainy, gritty, you know, look, and it still kind of has that feel of, yesteryear when you would watch it at a slumber party but um now we're so fortunate to see it in all its glory you know um by these companies that you just mentioned they put out such beautiful copies so what is the future with camp twilight uh how are people able to see it is there going to be as we're talking about these companies putting out dvds and blu-rays is camp twilight going to have a a blu-ray or dvd do you know or is it going to be mostly a vod project um i i'm certain that they will eventually put it out in physical form yeah i think and i love physical i'm i'm that person who i like to see behind the scenes i like to see you know um some of the the commentaries uh, that, that the cast and crew do for these great films. I think that we will see it maybe at the drive-in and some other theaters, um, you know, hopefully with COVID. Um, I think, you know, eventually we'll, we'll see it in definitely in drive-ins. But, yeah, I think we're going to see it all over the place. So I'm thrilled for it because, um, you know, it's a little piece of my heart being that it's another camp movie. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Now, if people are hardcore fans of you and Sleepaway Camp and they want to go meet you in person, what is the best spot to like find out where you're going to be so they can go and meet you and tell you how much you've changed their life? Uh, well, I I have um, I have a website, SelissaRose.com. Um, I also, I'm on all social media. I love Instagram. I'm on, on FelissaRose123 on Instagram. I'm Felissa underscore Rose on Twitter. And I'm Felissa Rose Esposito Miller on Facebook. Um, so all of these places I, you know, I honestly, I love just kind of chatting with people on there and hearing their experiences with all movies, not just boy camp or any films i've been in but all films and all different artists um and i love to talk to people about a lot of a lot of my friends that i meet on social media and at conventions they too love um the genre and, and our filmmakers and uh i try to talk with them about that you know so it's a great i love social media for that and where can people go to check out camp twilight um, they can, I will put all details on my social media. I know it's coming out November 1st, probably like, um, if you just go check out my social media, I'll definitely, um, put out where, where they're going to have it available mostly. Awesome. So, awesome. Well, yeah. guys, I watched it knowing the movies that we talk about on horror movie night and how much you guys love some of these little campy a little a little dash of oh, cheesiness campy. yeah you're yeah. gonna love it get ready <laughs> get ready to like jump on the ride suspension of disbelief you kind of have to roll with it it's got a lot of campiness a lot of uh, but, it, but it, i think at the end of the day it has a lot of heart yeah no it's definitely got there's something about it where it's like i keep thinking about it i watched it this morning and oh i've been thinking God. about it all day <laughs> you man thank you yes definitely strange and 
I know the character I played, she's on all different levels, kind of an odd duck, and that was fun for me. I wanted to play somebody kind of out of her mind a little bit, so I really, uh, hopefully, hopefully that comes across. You you have a line you have a line in the movie that I keep thinking about because it's kind of the person that I am already now. But uh, after you collect all of these teenagers' cell phones and they're grumbling that they don't have their phones with them, you say, "But don't worry, I brought a CD player so we can have a dance party." And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm still that guy that's like going out buying CDs and like wanting to just pretend that it's still 1999. So badly. And you know what? That line I wrote for myself because uh, that's me. And anyone who knows me, anyone who's a friend of mine, anyone who sees me at conventions, and especially my kids, I'm always like, let's have a dance party. We could be in my kitchen with Alexa, and I'm like, Alexa, play, you know, whatever it is, 70s disco. And and my kids look at me, and they roll their eyes, and they leave. And I'm still dancing. So, um, you know, they'll have to roll me into the convention. And I'll still be having a dance party. So, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank well, you. thank you so much, Felissa. And Aww, this. Matt, thank you. You're so wonderful, and I appreciate your time. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to Two Dollar Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. Two Dollar Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 